Hello and welcome to St. Paul's United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. I'm Pastor Mike Agnew, and it's great to have you listening to our sermons. If you would like to learn more about our church or the things that are going on, you can find us on our website at CherokeeMethodist.com. There you can find bulletins, newsletters, and upcoming events. If you want to check us out in person, we have a number of events, worship services coming up during Holy Week. Uh, On Monday, Thursday at 7 p.m., we have a service. We also have a Good Friday service at 7 p.m. And then on Easter Sunday, we have an early service at 8 o'clock, followed by Easter breakfast from 8.45 to 9.45. We also have Sunday school from 9 to 10 with an Easter egg hunt, and then our regularly scheduled worship service at 10.10. Now, we're getting near the end of our Lenten journey this year. The last day of Lent is actually Maundy Thursday, and Lent is a time when many people choose to give up something. You know, a lot of times people give up chocolate or food or, you know, certain things, meat on many days of the week, you know, but people sometimes will give up something and then use that time to focus on God. I'm not giving up anything this year. That's not really a practice of mine. But if I wanted to give up something difficult, it probably would have to be bread. I like bread. But not only bread itself, but think of all the other kinds of good foods that are made with bread products, right? I mean, generally speaking, many things to me taste better when they're breaded. I don't know that they're better for you, but they taste better. Giving up bread would be tough because it's everywhere. It's one of the basic foods that we eat. In the Bible, we find bread in a lot of places, and we find out that it has great symbolic significance for the Christian life. When the Hebrews were set free from slavery after the Passover, they were told to bring unleavened bread, which is basically flatbread. You know, it's bread that that didn't have yeast in it. There's not time for it to rise. And then as the Hebrews traveled to the promised land, God sustained them with manna, bread from heaven. And this bread was their source of life. And then after they settled down in Canaan, the promised land, bread was the food of choice at their religious festivals. In the Gospels, Jesus is tempted in the wilderness to turn stones to bread while fasting. Bread is included in the Lord's Prayer, symbolizing our daily need. And then in our scripture reading, John chapter 6, verses 25 to 40, Jesus declares that he is the bread of life and that all who come to him will never grow hungry. He was meaning to explain that just as bread sustains us physically, Jesus sustains us spiritually. And then at the Last Supper, of course, the Passover feast with his disciples, Jesus broke bread and gave it new significance when he stated that it was his body foretelling of his suffering and death. Now, this Lenten season, we've been taking a look at the I am statements of Jesus, statements that Jesus says about himself, and he's making himself divine in these statements. And so today, I want to focus on that idea that Jesus said he is the bread of life. So in John 6, you know, what's going on in the story is that crowds are coming to see Jesus. They're seeking free food, basically. You know, it hadn't been that long since they had already been fed. Just a few stories ago was the miracle of the feeding of 5,000 people with loaves of bread and fish. And so this same crowd then follows him to his next location. They want more food. 
And so Jesus responds to them and he says that they are what they what they need to be looking for is not what will feed them physically, but also for their spiritual needs. And they ask Jesus for a sign. They said, when Moses was here, manna came down. He sent manna down from heaven to feed the Hebrews in the wilderness. Well, Jesus replies that the bread of Moses did not result in everlasting life. People would eat it and then would get hungry again. But the bread of God, the bread of life, does. And and those who eat it will never be hungry again. Jesus says to them, do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life. Jesus is the bread of life, the spiritual bread that all people are seeking for, whether they realize it or not. It's what the world needs and what we have to offer. So hopefully, all of you listening to this know Jesus. Hopefully, you're already following Jesus as best as you know how at this current time in your life. So most of us, we've received the bread of life. We sustain ourselves with this bread on a daily basis, whether it be through church events, Bible studies, small groups. You fill up with the bread of life. You have more than enough. But the problem is, there are a lot of hungry people out there in search of something that will satisfy their hunger, their craving. And they aren't sure what will satisfy their hunger, so they try to fill it with all the wrong things. They're hungry, but they don't know what will fill them. In the same way in John 6, the people want something from Jesus, but even though they say they want food, they don't really know what they want. You know, first they ask for bread, then they ask for a sign. Today, people try to fill their hunger with other things that seem promising at the time. Money, prestige, empty relationships, drugs, power, you name it. And just as he was back then, Jesus is trying to redirect people to the fact that they need him, the bread of life. Back then, of course, Jesus could offer that in person. Today, he does it through us. You see, you and me, we hold this bread of life in abundance. We've been blessed beyond measure, beyond what we need or deserve. But outside, the people are hungry. So why in the world would we keep the bread for ourselves? You know, think of it this way. If we are the food pantry, do we dare not tell people that we have within us the bread of life to share in abundance? Do we dare keep it to ourselves? Of course not. And our mission as United Methodists is to make disciples of Jesus Christ. Translation, share the bread of life with those who are hungry. You know, so we are here to offer the bread of life and to see lives transformed. But we all have to be willing, and this is the hard part, we all have to be willing to leave the church building from time to time and share the bread of life with people where they are. And then we can invite them to experience this bread more fully within this community of faith or wherever your community of faith is if you don't belong to our church. And it may be this second part that's probably kind of challenging. It may be challenging to offer our lives wherever we are and whatever we're doing to share the bread we have with those who might be hungry. Quite frankly, we aren't trained to be evangelistic. And we were told that if we told the hungry that they have bread in abundance, they'd just come and get it. In other words, if we just open the doors of the church, people will just come. And maybe that was the case sometime in the past, but that's not the case any longer. 
it no longer works. And so we're perplexed by the question, how do we share the bread when they won't come to church? In other words, what do we do with those who are hungry for bread, but they think that the bread is moldy? You know, most people have heard of Jesus. Many people may think they know Jesus, but they've heard a version of the gospel story told that was not very flattering to them. So the challenging question is, what do we do when those who are hungry think that we are offering them moldy bread? Well, there are no easy answers, but the bottom line is, let your light shine. Love others with the same intensity that you love God and you love yourself, and they'll be clamoring for this bread of life. Jesus, as the bread of life, has come to feed and sustain everyone. We see this in John 6, but we see it even more clearly at the Last Supper. During the Passover meal that Jesus had with his disciples, he gives new meaning to the bread and the wine. Metaphorically, the bread becomes his body and the wine becomes his blood. Likely this perplexed the disciples because they didn't seem to understand that Jesus would die and rise from the dead. In fact, all of this wouldn't really come together until after he was resurrected. But we know Jesus was giving new meaning to the bread and the wine because he was foreshadowing what would soon happen his suffering and death. And he was proclaiming that through his death, he was giving himself to all of us. He was bringing salvation to all humankind by taking the sins of humanity on the cross with him. In the Gospel of Luke, it has Jesus saying, do this in remembrance of me. We think of a remembrance as being like a memorial. We remember, right? And and there are some aspects to that of communion. But It's more than just remembering Jesus' suffering and death. As United Methodists, we believe, along with many other denominations, that communion is a sacrament. A sacrament is an outward sign of an inward grace. It is an act in which God has promised to be present and to show his grace to us. For some, it may be forgiving grace. For others, it may be sustaining grace. It depends on where you are. Some have experienced a powerful sense of forgiveness when taking communion. Others receive grace to strengthen and encourage them as they seek to grow closer to Jesus. Jesus said, do this in remembrance of him. And so since the days of Jesus, Christians have been partaking in communion. We've changed it somewhat for sure. You know, we've taken away all the other parts of the Passover meal. We've substituted grape juice in place of wine and sensitivity to those who've struggled with alcohol. But for the most part, the responsive readings and the ritual have remained the same since the days of Jesus. So when we partake in communion, we are following the centuries of saints who've done the same. Depending on when you listen to this, tomorrow is Good Friday, the day we remember Jesus' suffering and death on a cross. That means that today, Monday, Thursday, was the last day that Jesus had without suffering. It was his last time to sit and eat with his friends. And so the next time you receive communion, may you remember and give thanks. Amen. God bless. And I look forward to celebrating Easter with you.